Let's get our next guest on the show this morning. We've got Ellesmere Port super flyweight boxer Paul Butler making his debut on City Tour Breakfast this morning. Paul, great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, and you are the baby-faced assassin. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Just tell us about how that nickname came about. Well, Nick Pete was writing for The Echo um, a few years back. He's... And uh, <laughs> I boxed at the in Liverpool here in the Commonwealth Federations. And uh, he wrote a headline saying, uh, baby-faced assassin gets to the semi-final. And ever since then, it's stuck. And my hero is Marco Antonio Brera. And his nickname was baby-faced assassin. And ever since then, it's stuck, really. He's got a lot to answer for, any Nick Pete. Uh, your record in boxing, and you're 25, by the way. The baby yeah. face still in, still intact. <laughs> yeah, just about. Just about. Yeah. Uh, 25 years of age. Just tell us about your your, your win rates because it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I've had 14 now. Um, stopped seven. Uh, so yeah, we're going well, and we've picked up a few titles along the way. I think it's four in the last 15 months. So we're flying at the moment, and we're pushing on for. For bigger titles this year. Uh, when you're saying we, is that you and your team? Yeah, that's me and my team. We've Frank will put the fights in front of me and I'll box whoever's there and if the title's on the line then I'll take it or I'll defend it. And you're in uh, action uh, very soon actually, 8th of March at uh, the uh, Equestrian Centre at Aintree. Big night of boxing, isn't it? Uh, I'll ask you about your opponents and we'll talk about Diego Liriano as well. But this is uh, for an intercontinental super flyweight title. Yeah, I'm defending my titles, uh, my WBO and WBA Intercontinental titles. Um, it's a good bill at Aintree. You've got some local lads on. You've got Tom Stalker, Kevin Satchel, who holds, who's defending his Commonwealth title. He also holds the British. Uh, you've got Ryan Fraggan, a gym mate of mine, Matty Fagan, who's who's doing really well at the moment. He's had 4 and out. He's one to watch out for. And what's it been like in terms of having, uh, I know a lot of the lads have had fights in, in London recently, the Copper Box as well, just a, a few mm. weeks ago. What's it like when you've got a show in town, be it at, obviously, you know, the Olympia very well, the Echo Arena. What's it like when you think, you know, to your mates and to your supporters here that you're going to be in Aintree on a night which is going to be full of local talent? It's a buzz. Um, it's what we train for and it's what keeps you going in training, that you that you're boxing in your local town and you're going to sell that little bit more tickets and, and stuff like that, really. It's a, it is a buzz, yeah. And what's the difference going out in front of a, a home crowd? Like the Echo last time was unbelievable. I walked out and everyone was standing up and at the end of the fight, everyone was standing up again and it is amazing. You, you, just, get shing, you just get shingles and hair stand up on the back of your neck. There's, there's no better feeling. Yeah, and in terms of sort of when you dream of being a boxer, you dream of of achievements as a boxer. There's obviously those those titles that that you want to have, but presumably, those moments they're the moments that you you look for. They're the moments that you've dreamed of. The point at which you walk out in front of a crowd, or you win a fight in front of that crowd, and they're on their feet. Are they the moments that that actually you thought this this is why I want to do it? These are the moments. Definitely. Uh, ever since I was ten, I walked in the gym age ten, and. Uh, I always remember Paul Lloyd, a gym mate of ours, he, he was winning British Commonwealth European titles and challenging for world titles all them years ago. And I remember thinking, I want to do that. And teachers in school would say, oh, one out of ten, do it. You're never going to do it. Make sure you listen in school. And I never really listened in school because I was focused on being a boxer. And I'd love to go back to my old school now, but it's sadly knocked down and say to the teachers, <laughs> look. Did you knock it down I, with your fist? I was one of them, ten. <laughs> no, it's just sadly been knocked down. Um, it's an interesting one, that one, because, of course, there's a conversation to be had, I think, on a wider scale about how 
we sort of focus young people who uh, have got sort of ambitions to get into sport and how we say to them, look, great, let's support you with that, but also let's give you the backup as well, uh, as opposed to say, look, the chances are you might not make it, so do this just in case, because that, I guess, makes you sort of uh, sort of revolt against yeah. sort of learning because you think, well, no, actually, that's not what I want to do. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I do wish I I listened in school and and got on with me, me work, but I never, but I've been luckily enough to to be able to do what I'm doing now and box and got a good deal and but if I was to advise anyone I'd definitely say listen in school because <laughs> it this isn't a long career, it's a short career and I'll be done by the time I'm thirty two, thirty three. But there'll be people, there'll be lads who are like you, there'll be girls as well now, because of course it's 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 not just a, a man thing now, who will be just like you. They might even be listening to this on the way into school mm-hmm. now thinking, well, actually I want to be a footballer. I don't yeah. want to be, you know, uh, you know, an academic. I don't want to have to do my GCSEs or A levels or go to university. I want to get into it might be ice hockey or something they've seen at the Winter Olympics. But you'd advise for them to to, to stay the course. Definitely, yeah. You've, you've got to have something to fall back on, and like I've got this now until I'm thirty two, and hopefully I can financially secure myself. But if I didn't listen, if if I listened in school, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really have to worry about after boxing what was the name of the teacher who told you you needed to listen in school can you remember um mr bachelor i think mr bachelor mr yeah. bachelor was right really yeah yeah. even though you didn't agree at the time he was right but <laughs> it's come back to biting really yeah. it? um what uh, in terms of just your upbringing and uh sort of uh, sort of growing up in and around the merseyside region we had tom stalker on the show a couple of weeks ago tom has talked a lot in the past about the sort of the the, the upbringing that that he had and how boxing helped him tony bellew mm-hmm. uh, on the show with, with some other things how, how useful was was boxing for you as you say you weren't academically minded what was it like in terms of your mates and, and your behavior um um on the weekends my mates used to go out and drink from the age of like 15 16 i was always staying in Staying in, going to the gym, I'd be ready for the gym in the morning. And, and same all the way through, really, right the way through to... You see a lot of good athletes fall by the wayside at 17, 18 when they, see, when they find out drinking girls. But I never really... I've always just stayed on track. And I think that's been through to my dad, really, just drilling it in my head about boxing. If you, if you want to do it, then you've got one, one shot at it. You get one bite of the cherry. And I remember getting beaten, America aged 11. And uh, my dad saying, you'd only get one bite of the cherry. And I got beat out there and I cried my eyes out. And I went back five years later and I won, so I was, I was made up. But you, were, you, were, you were in the ring at the age of 11? Yeah, I boxed at 11, yeah. And who were you boxing against? There's somebody who was your, obviously a, a similar age to you. Yeah, you, you'd allowed your medical at 11 years of age now. And um, that's when I walked in a gym at 10, boxed at 11 and... I haven't looked back since. Right, and and I guess, well, yeah, and your dad's point was right. You know that he, he mm. was what he, the reason he was saying that was so that you'd sort of stayed on track and yeah. stayed the course and didn't fall into maybe some of those things. But to hear that and then to think, oh, I've made a mistake. Something's mm. gone wrong. It must be all over. How yeah. difficult was it to then think, actually, you know, I, I can still do this, but it's going to be not today and not tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be four, five, six, ten years down the line. Mm. It is. It's all hard work, and it's all the hard work you're putting in on the road. And people say, oh. Your job, you're only in the gym an hour and a half, but we're not. We're dieting 24 hours a day. We're out on the road at 9, 10 o'clock at night. People don't see that. Strength and conditioning as well. I've just started a strength and conditioning course. So I'm in the gym every day, and I come home on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Saturday. I'm straight from the gym, 
back to the strength and conditioning gym, which is here in Liverpool. No limits. Uh, Chris and Chris and Danny are working with me there. And what's the worst part about that one? We were talking to uh, to Tom, as I said, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about doing some weights, and uh, he ripped, literally ripped the pec from his bone. He was he was uh, doing weights that were that were that were that tough, which yeah. I thought sounded incredibly painful. What's the worst bit? What's the worst bit about your training? Is it the dieting? Um, I would have said dieting six seven weeks ago until I've been with Danny and Chris. Uh, they've sorted <laughs> my diet right out. Um, I'm eating more than ever. I was eating nine hundred calories a day, which is nowhere. Oh, that's near nothing me. at all, that's is it? Nothing. No. Now I'm up to two thousand, and the weight's still dropping off me. It's just about doing it right and. And eating at the right times, right? Because of course, like a man's supposed to eat two and a half thousand, but that's for a bloke who's just a normal just bloke. A but, normal bloke. But yeah. you're, are you trying to lose weight for for a fight? Is that yeah. specifically for your conditioning for for a fight yeah, night? I, yeah, I was just I was just doing everything wrong, and I'd never really been told how to do it or or whatever. And basically, I was I was starving my body a couple of days before the weigh-in, and um, but now I'm I'm feeling stronger and fitter than ever. And you're on, so you're not on the cucumber soup anymore. You're on no. KFC and that. No, not, not, on not KFC, quite. I'm just on steaks and stuff. Uh, your opponent Diego Liriano uh, at Aintree on the uh, uh, the eighth of March. How much do you know about Diego? Um, I'm not one to watch him, but uh, my trainer's had a look, and he's a slick southpaw. And I haven't boxed a southpaw as a professional yet, so it'll be another box ticked, and we'll, we'll see what he brings on the night. But I'm planning on a. Uh, Upsetting him. If, if, is that because you don't want to you don't want to see what he's capable of, or is it because you put hundred percent faith in your in your coach and your trainer to to tell you what to do? Because I think people yeah. will be surprised to hear that you've not watched him box. Um, I just I remember years ago in the Commonwealth Fed here in Liverpool, I didn't watch the first two, and I was in the final against an Indian. And I watched the Indian just for the fact that I was in the final against him, and I watched it and I thought it'd be easy, and I got in there and I got beat. Ever since then. I've always said I'm not watching my opponent, and I've never watched it. And it, it, it's been and it's working out for you so far because you got so, 14 straight wins. But, but I, I trust my trainer, and we work on things in the gym. And he says you'll catch him with this, you'll catch him with that. Um, we work on things in the gym, and that's what we put into the ring. Uh, Frank Warren um, has been uh, really great to some of the the, the the Liverpool boxers. Of course, there's a there's the tribes in the little camps that that, that exist in boxing. What's he been like with with you in terms of the stability and the deals that he's been able to offer you, but then the opportunities too. I couldn't have asked for any more of Frank. Um, he had me a British title in me ninth fight, uh, a Commonwealth in me eleventh, and now we're on the wor- uh, verge of a world title within the next six months. So. I couldn't have asked for any more of Frank. He's, he's brought me along nicely and I've had 14 fights now and there's not many people that can say they're on the verge of a world title shot. I was talking to some, some of your team last night. What, what what sort of the next six months hold then in terms of yourself and, as you say, the world title shots? What what level would that be at? Um, well, Stewie Orr's just won the Bantamweight title. He's from Darlington, so uh, it, he's defending his title against Martin Ward. So hopefully I'd get the winner of that and... There's a clash there for the world title, and I'd, I'd 100% take that and move up the weight. It's only three pound, and it's a fight I'm confident of winning, and I'd, I'd love it here in Liverpool to bring the world title back. That'd be fantastic, absolutely. Uh, best of luck uh, on the 8th of March. I'm sure we'll speak to you uh, before the world title fight. 
if all goes according to plan, yeah. uh, and the team as well. Loads of local fighters as well at Aintree on the 8th of March. Uh, full details there you can find on the uh, Aintree Equestrian Centre website as well. And there's a link on the City Talk Twitter feed to both Paul's Twitter and Frank Warren Twitter as well. You can get plenty of information there too. Uh, Paul, thank you for your time. Great to see you today. 